All right. It's good to see you today. Hope that you've had a, a good week so far. It's Thursday. Welcome to our Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Uh, today, we're going to, to look at one full book of the Bible, uh, Song of Songs, Song of Solomon. Uh, could be call, called different different things. The title sometimes changes, but the Song of Songs, um, it is uh, a, a unique book in the Bible to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to be simple about it. it. It's, it's very, very different. It's a, it's a very different, uh, theme, a very different type of writing. Um, and so we're going to look at Song of Songs today. It's eight chapters. So if you want to take a moment to read through that and then come join us. All right. So as we uh, think about uh, the Song of Solomon, uh, the first thing is it, it is a a love letter. It's a love interaction uh, between a, a, a man and a woman. Um, some have made the claim that this is Solomon. There is reference to Solomon. So it could be between Solomon and uh, one of his uh, wives. Unfortunately, he had many of them, uh, but it could be that. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be, though. Uh, this uh, there, there, it could have been um, written by someone else, but using Solomon as an example, one of the things that was very common uh, in the in the Middle East and during this time um, is this type of uh, of of story of love letter that's written together that would be uh, written uh, and kind of uh, acted out, if you will, at marriage ceremonies, uh, and the bride and the groom would be spoken of as kings and queens, um, right? And, and so it, it's not just for a king and queen. Uh, this type of, uh, of letter of writing would have applied to someone who was just a normal uh, guy and girl. Right, but but they are being honored, and it's the beginning of their their marriage, and so uh, this type of of writing uh, you would see, and and in fact, this very writing was probably used at numerous weddings. Um, so it's it's very interesting um, as we read it. We, you kind of have to know what it what it is. It is this love letter. Um, some have, have said that this is also a, um, a, a connection between God and his people. So it'd be God and the Jewish people. And some have, uh, Christian circles have looked back and said, um, this is, you know, representative of, of God's relation or Christ's relationship with his church. Um, I, I mean, I, I understand what's, why you know you could imply that, and there may be some some elements that you can can apply to that that would be true. Uh, but to me, the 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 language and the way that this is written is just about a a relationship. The beauty of marriage, the beauty of a relationship between a man and a woman. Um, as you read through this, it's kind of you you see um, him and you see her. Uh, and then you see friends, and then there's relatives, right? That and it's it kind of goes through a step by step part of the relationship of the progression of the relationship, um, and uh, moving from uh, from meeting, from courting, uh, and then uh, all the way to to marriage and consummation, right? So it's kind of moving along those lines, the prog- the progression of a relationship. Um, it, there's 
many things that are obviously um, very uh, dated and and culturally relevant to the time that it was written. Right, most of us would probably not uh, talk about our wives and uh, and describe them in the same language that is used here. Right, there's there's definitely cultural differences, uh, but there's just read through it. it, it there's there's so much beauty that we see um, here, and and I, I think it's it's it says a few different things, and I'm not, I'm not going to go into uh, in depth uh, on this. I think this is one just just read through um, and see what jumps out to you. Um, but it, it is it can get very um, uh, very sexual. There's clear uh, innuendo that is uh, spoken here, but but not in a perverse way, right? It is, it's, it's in a beautiful way, in a way that God intended it uh, to be. And so there, there is beauty there. Um, I love one of the things that uh, the, the woman says uh, a couple of different times, says, my beloved is mine and I am his. Uh, that's chapter two, verse 16. And then uh, chapter six, uh, verse three, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Um, that's actually a uh, a, a quite a progressive statement. Remember when this would have been written in the time frame, um, women were basically considered property. Um, but yet the, the God's desire was that my beloved is mine and I am his, right? That two become one. Um, that is the, the biblical understanding uh, of, of marriage and of relationship. It is the cultural things that do infiltrate a you know people of faith, um, and sometimes they have um, misguided understanding of relationship because the world is telling them something different. Well, the world was telling uh, the Jewish people that women were secondary and women were property. Property. The Bible was constantly reminding that no. Uh, God created us in his image, both male and female. He created them. The Bible continually talks about and, and goes uh, and, uh, above and beyond what cultural understanding of the relationship between men and women. And you see it right here, that uh, that there is this connection uh, between the man and the woman. Um, and I, I I think it's important to, to recognize that, that this, is, this was being... Uh, written, you know, thousands of years ago, when that was not the the cultural norm. Um, there's there's something very important about that, and and a the the Bible definitely um, uh, breaks uh, traditional worldly understanding uh, of things. And as I as I read through this, and I encourage you again just to to read through. You're not going to understand all of it. I mean, because again, there's some. Um, connections and correlations that don't really make sense to us today, but you will definitely get the general uh, gist of the whole uh, book. Um, the, the thing that jumps out the most to me is just the beauty of marriage. Uh, this is really elevating marriage, the marriage between a man and a woman, uh, and it, of how beautiful that is. Um, you, you know, you hear of how they speak about each other. Um, and how how they long to be with each other. Um, that is that is what a marriage is supposed to be like. Um, and I think 
I think that's instructional for us uh, because uh, my wife and I, we've, we've talked about, about this. You know, you see it in sitcoms all the time. Um, you see it uh, within culture all the time. Kind of this um, popularization of demeaning your spouse. Um, whether it's uh, men treating, you know, treating their wives as uh, subservient, uh, or whether it's wives just constantly um, complaining about uh, their husbands, um, that's become pretty socially acceptable, and and we kind of laugh at it. Um, but there's something really dangerous about that. Uh, I would encourage you to to avoid doing that, even if your wife or your husband um, is not living up to their end of the bargain and not treating you the way that they should, it doesn't help to start demeaning them uh, in your own mind and in public. Um, that just will devolve the situation. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I think we need to to do all we can uh, if if we care about the marriage um, to to avoid it getting to that that place where where we begin to despise each other, where we begin to talk uh, bad about each other uh, to our friends. Um, that, is, that is not a healthy place for a marriage to be. Um, and this, this book, I think that you know, it, it's, it's that recognition uh, of how beautiful marriage can be whenever you have that, uh, that much love for someone else and, and that they do complete you, right? As, as cheesy as a, a line uh, as that is in uh, Jerry Maguire, right? You complete me, right? That, that is what marriage is supposed to be about. And, and we get a beautiful picture of that as we read uh, in uh, Song of Songs, Song of Solomon. Um, another aspect that I think is, is very important is that the physical aspect um, of uh, of sexuality, of sensuality, of pleasure, a physical pleasure within a relationship, within a marriage, is important and is a gift from God. That's you know, sexual issues. Man, we could go on forever. There's so many, uh, so many ways that we have butchered that as as people of faith. Um, you know, and sometimes we, we err on the side of, uh, you know, oh, let's just not even talk about it. Don't think about it. You know, basically sex is just for procreation and that's it. Um, and then we, as a society, we go so far the other side that sex is all about just pleasure. And so do whatever makes you feel pleasurable. Well, neither one of those are too healthy, right? Sex was designed to be, uh, uh, to be practiced within a marriage, to be practiced with between a man and a woman within a marriage. And it was supposed to be used, yes, for procreation, right? That, that is uh, a vital importance uh, of that. But it's also there is pleasure involved, and and it's important that uh, that, that you are receiving and giving that within a, a relationship. Um, you know, that's one thing that is very clear. Both the man and the woman uh, are looking at each other um, with within sexual ways, right? That they they uh, enjoy one another. It's important, and don't let that die in your marriage, um, because guess what? You we're geared to want that, and if you're if you're not finding it and seeking it and desiring it in your marriage, 
it doesn't take much to start seeking it and desiring it and finding it outside of your marriage. Uh, so it is it is vitally important that we understand this element uh, of 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 pleasure and of, of physical pleasure that God created us to enjoy, but He created us to enjoy it within parameters, and and that is very important. Uh, also important, and and this is just it doesn't specifically say this, but um, the family is is vitally important throughout. It is the building block of society, um, and it, from a biblical worldview for sure, the family is vitally important. Well, the building block of the family um, is the relationship between the man and the woman. Um, if if that is strong. Um, it is going to be, that's the greatest gift that you can give your children. If you care about your children, then you make sure that you foster you the relationship with your husband or wife. Um, it, it, sometimes we, um, we neglect the relationship with our spouse because we're spending so much time with our children. And we rationalize that as, well, I, I love my children. I want to do all of this for them. I want to uh, raise them and show them how much I love them and, and, and all of that. And all of that is important. But the single greatest gift that you can give your child um, is to maintain that relationship um, um, that you have between uh, your, your spouse. Um, and I know that not everyone is in that position. Some have already um, had divorces or had children outside of marriage. That doesn't mean that you can't be a wonderful parent and raise a loving, godly child. It doesn't mean that at all. Um, but the, the desire that God has for us um, is for us to enter into a relationship with Him, and then a, to begin a foundation, the foundational building block of society to begin a family that starts with the relationship between a man and a woman who love each other, who care for each other, who become one. And then they have children uh, and they maintain the relationship they have with God, the relationship they have with each other. And that is the best gift that they can give their children. Um, I, I, I love this book. It's a it's a very different book um, than any other book in the in the entire Bible, um, but it does reveal the beauty and the wonderful, priceless gift that God has given us in marriage. All right. I hope that you have a, a wonderful weekend, and uh, we're going to be looking in. Uh, First Kings, um, we'll read uh, First Kings uh, ten and eleven um, on Tuesday, and also Second Chronicles, um, probably one through one through four, maybe even go one through seven. Um, but uh, read Second uh, Kings uh, ten and eleven. Uh, no, excuse me, First Kings ten and eleven, and then Second Chronicles. Go ahead and read about one through seven. All right, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.